Welcome back to the podcast, the ones and zeros of all things metal. I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. And today from the same room, oh boy. happens once every great while, uh, we're going to be talking about two fairly new bands to both of us, I think. Somewhat. And I Some. have a slight asterisk <laughs> on that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Acres and Insomni. Uh, Acres, their album Burning Throne. Insomni is Lifeless Carnation. And we're going to be starting off with Acres, which when you sent me the link to the album, mm-hmm. I was like, this band sounds familiar. And I have heard one song by them yeah. years ago. Remember that? Remember that YouTube channel, Dreambound, that I, yeah. you know, we've kind of done reactions mm-hmm. before on that. Um, there was a song that I, they had a music video on there that I liked probably like a year or two ago called um, Lonely World. That was a pretty good song. So haven't heard them since, but I, I do, I did like them at some point. Okay. And he- heard them at some point. Ins- Insomnia is pretty new to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be starting off with Acres, Burning Throne. I think these were technically both bands that you, that you had sent me. Like you'd sent me this album probably like a week or two ago. And I really liked it. I didn't actually meant to send you the whole album. I just wanted to send you the one song because it had silent planet on it. Oh, okay. That <laughs> I, was didn't the, real, I didn't realize I sent the whole thing. <laughs> the first track. Yeah. The first yeah. track, you know, I, 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 I just saw that it had silent planet when we were testing out our, like watch <laughs> our listen party yeah. thing that we've got going on here. Maybe, I don't know if you'd be able to point it out to me. I, I, I wasn't paying that close attention to where silent planet might be, but I think silent planet would be a good fit in, in this band. Cause like oh, yeah. silent pen, it's very, it's not as like, it's melodic, but not as like, you know, this, the acres is like really kind of like these big sweeping, like soaring choruses. They're like really big mm-hmm. and silent, silent planet kind of has that same kind of feel to it where they're very, it's not just straight guitar, bass, drums, vocals. There's like an at, like an added like atmosphere to it. There's a lot of depth to it. A lot of depth. Yeah. Not this like acres is not a very riffy band, mm-hmm. but still heavy. Same thing with silent planet. Like they've got, they've got their heaviness, but they're not, it's not like riffiness. Like they can strip away the guitar sometimes like during their verses, which is kind of like what I really like about acres mm-hmm. is that they get big when they need to. And then they kind of, they do a little bit of guitar kind of, kind of like the, they might like hold a note out or they might do some of that like tremolo picking, but yeah. it's not very prominent. It's kind of in the background. Yeah. So I think Silent Planet's like a really good compliment. Yeah. To it's, this. it's, it's basic, but in like the best way. Yeah. It's just like, just the core stuff, what you need to like make a, a good song or a good album and then doing it very well and allowing like big moments to be really big, but then realizing that you don't, I know we've said this before, like, um, shoot, who was it? Frontier. Like it's always at like an 11 and sometimes you always want to be at an 11 and be like crazy and just out there. But sometimes you like, it's nice to have like these big arching like themes or, uh, just like feelings of the song where you're welling up with a lot of emotion. And then you give the, you give the listener time to chill out and like contemplate a little bit within these short 15 second windows of kind of going ebb and flows of just like the energy of the song, like just 
hits sometimes. Like sometimes you just want to be like your brain rattled and sometimes you want to just like be sitting in the ocean going up and down and up and down, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I think this was a really good week. Uh, I think, I think both of these bands caught me in the right, the right spot mm-hmm. at the right moment, like right place, right time, because I really enjoyed both of them Yeah, this week. Yeah. And same thing with like Frontier. They're, they're, yeah. Like they're always at 11 and uh, they're, they're, they're a favorite band of mine, but I can't, I, I just can't listen to them all the time because you and I both know why. So yeah, you're just uh, getting ear fucked the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, acres, acres this, this week, I, I was surprised because you would, I'm glad you sent me the whole album because my mind, I had assumed that you listened to the whole thing. Nope. Right. Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let me, let me take a listen to the whole thing. And I bought a new uh, video game and I was kind of listening to it in the background at, yeah. at the same time. And I just went through the whole thing and then subsequent listens, you know, paid attention a little bit more, but like that first listen was really, I didn't feel like I wanted to s- skip a track yeah, at all. And although I do have, I only have like a couple favorites throughout the album, the whole thing I think is really meant to be listened to like all the way through. Um, yeah. Because like one song leads into another and it doesn't feel like this one sticks out in a weird spot. And it just kind of like, it's really, really good glue altogether. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny because last night I had realized that I'd only been listening to Insomnia. I had not written, usually I listen to the car and, uh, Oh yeah. yeah I got a text <laughs> yeah, at like yeah. one in the morning <laughs> last night. And where this is like one o'clock now you're like, I forgot what the other band was. I was like, Oh, <laughs> well, so I usually, so I drive to work and I listen to it, but uh, my girlfriend's car broke down. So she's been taking my car to work and then my coworker lives close by and he's just been picking me up and driving. So I haven't been able to listen in the car. It feels weird to listen to the radio. I don't like it at all. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so at any time I was either in my car or whatnot, I would listen to Insomni and I'm like in the back of my head, I was like, I know there's another band I'm supposed to listen to, but I can't think of it. And then last night when I texted you that, I was like, I can picture it. I can see the album artwork. I know, like, if I saw it, I'd be like, that's the one. I know that that's it. And I remembered it had something with Silent Planet, but I couldn't remember what it was. And I'd take that message. And I was just, so I was like, okay, I'll just listen through Insomni, write down my notes. And then, uh, and then you, then you're like, or just before you sent me the message that it was Acres, I remembered, I was like, it was Acres, right? That's the name of the band, I think. And then you were like, it's Acres. And I was like, I knew it. Is right there at it. So I, I only listened to this album like maybe two times just because it was one o'clock in the morning when I, when I started taking notes on it, but I enjoyed the whole thing. It was one of those things where I, I put it on and kind of forgot that I was listening to it. Like I, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't playing on my computer. I was just sitting in my office and I was just listening to it and it was just, it was super chill, but also very moving at the same time. It, so it, it didn't make me want to get up and like smash tables or flip anything. It, but it, it gave me that, like that emotion of just like, Ooh, like good, good feeling. And then like come back down and then just, it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. I think you caught me at the right time because I was like falling asleep as you texted me that. And I heard the text and I was almost like, uh, I'll probably, I'll, it can't be Matt. I'll, I'll like, I'll, it's, it's probably someone, you know, just shooting, like sending me a meme late at night or something. I was like, I've, good thing I looked at it. Cause 
Yeah. But anyway, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I, I use the word chill and I think that's a really good description of what, of what these guys are mm-hmm. like heavy when they need to be, but easy to relax to. And like you said, forget about actually listening to it. And I think this is one of those ones where you could either pay attention to it really closely and pick out a lot of details, or you could have it on in the background and not have to study it so much, but still enjoy it. Like just feel it. Yeah. just feel it. Yeah. It's one of those where you can like, for example, like if we were, if you were to take like Lorna Shore and like to the hellfire, yeah, that's kind of one that you have no choice, but to like pay attention to because of certain moments. Right. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Acres is really good to kind of, I think it appeals to a wide range of, um, you know, situations. Yeah. So I'm assuming that probably one of your favorite songs was nothing since that was the one that you intended to send it to me. Okay, first, first time that I listened to it, I didn't really like it that much. Oh really? Yeah. Just, just because I was expecting silent planet to have a bigger role. I was, I was expecting like that spoken poetry, just Mm. like that would have been good. Like in this album. Yeah. Just like that. I don't know that like syncopation, click clack, like just coffee shop, just vibe. And I, it wasn't there. I think he did the like screams in certain parts. Like you said, I had a little trouble picking out like where is his name? Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. I forget his last name. Yeah. I think I, I had a little bit of trouble picking out where he was, where he was in the, in the track. Um, after I listened to the whole album, I was, I went back and listened to nothing again. And I was like, I think this is him, but it's, it's one of those things where it was almost too good of a, um, a match where your guest vocalist sounds too similar to the way you do stuff. And so, yes, it's a great, it's a great meld, but it's almost not highlighted. If that's, that'd be my one complaint. I enjoyed this album, but like, didn't really feel like a feature. Yeah, a feature would have been him doing his spoken poetry stuff. Yeah, you're right. Whereas, like, here he was on it, but he was so close to what they normally do that it didn't, it didn't feel like they, it just, he just wasn't highlighted in the way that, like, if, oh, the easiest one for me to picture is, like, Corey Taylor. When Corey Taylor comes on and does a a track on somebody's, or does, like, a, a couple lines on somebody's track, it is... Like, you know, it's him because he does his own thing. And like, that's his, that's his thing. That's actually why he got in a little bit of, or Ronnie Radke had like a little bit of beef with him because he's like, man, no, like you write good stuff, but, uh, what you're doing and I don't like what you writ, wrote in for me, like writ for me. So I'm going to. Corey said that to Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause he was supposed to do something with Ronnie and he like backed out because he just didn't have the creative freedom, I guess. So, what, he, so so Rodney was sent or uh, Ronnie, oh he just Rod- threw a tantrum he 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 said that Corey Taylor had, like backed out because he was chicken or some bullshit like that and yeah I don't remember the whole the whole spew but it was just it was a little it was funny because like whenever I, I whenever Corey Taylor is on a track you know he's there he like comes in and it's awesome you can just tell it's his voice like, it, right it, away. one you can tell it's his voice and he he does usually like one or two things usually. Um, it, I don't know. He does like this ramping thing with his voice where it's like, uh, just kind of like, he kind of like ramps up his voice then brings back ramps up his, so he's like, as he's like saying his lines, it kind of 
grows more powerful and comes back to the same spot. Grows more power. It's like a real distinct sound that he that he does, and he usually just then he gets up and he stays at that one spot. But so it it that would that be my only complaint with this album is that like the featured person, unless it wasn't just Garrett, maybe it was Silent Planet the band. <laughs> I don't, Which I, I don't, I don't know if that would be the thing. No, I don't think so. I think typically when they, when they do that, when they say the band, I think it's typically the vocalist. I've noticed a, cha- a, a like a shift in when they, cause normally they would say Garrett, whatever. But if mm-hmm. you click on Garrett's name, doesn't really bring you to anything. Yeah. They would do silent planet. So you know that you're bringing it to the fair. You're highlighting the band rather yeah. than just like one, like one guy. I have heard some tracks where the, the like a guitarist from another band will come on and do something okay. for somebody else. So I just didn't know if that was the case where it's like, ah, nobody knows. Cause I don't, I only know Garrett's name. I don't know any of the other band members. So if it, if a guitarist was on the, on that, on that track, then maybe it was just easier. Yeah. I think but it I would, know. I think it might depend on like who, like, depending on let's say who's the most popular in the band like for mm-hmm. example if if they were to say featuring veil of maya i'd probably assume that mark akubo is going to do some kind of like the guitarist who's going to yeah. do some kind of riffy thing because okay. he was like he was one of the you know one of the founding members and yeah. like he's i think of of the band he's probably the most recognizable because he's got all those really um yeah. recognizable riffs so but yeah i i, I think you i think you nailed it that that the feature wasn't feature enough. If I, if I can yeah. listen to the song, cause I listened to this album probably at, at least five times, five, six times maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and there, and there wasn't really a point where I was like, that voice sounds different. I need to, why does that voice sound different? Mm-hmm. You know? So, but yeah, I think, I think the spoken poetry, like you said, if, if even if it was just spoken poetry, the way that Garrett does his spoken poetry you know, he does like, if you think of what's that, what's that song that you really panic room, panic room. Yeah. He does that. Like, like almost like the Corey Taylor thing that you just mentioned where he'll say a word and da, 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 da. like he, yeah. he, the way he attacks words would have been mm-hmm. a lot more identifiable than whatever it was that he did. in, in that mm-hmm. song. So, yeah. 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 Nothing was one of my favorites at the end, like segueing or, you know, coming full circle back to, I ended up liking nothing as one of my top picks. Did we, maybe I missed it a minute ago, but you said when you first listened to it, Wasn't you didn't really like it. Yeah, I was out because I was expecting. Oh, because because you were expecting it to be different. I was expecting it to be different. Gotcha. And then gotcha. when I kind of was just like, okay, well maybe he's just doing, because I noticed on Silent Planet's last album, they didn't necessarily get away from the spoken poetry. <laughs> it was just a whole lot less than with um the album that had panic room on it okay yeah 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 i did notice that we did that we did that album too by the way check that episode out i have two favorites i have one of my favorite i did like nothing and the way that nothing opens the album is kind of the the part that like makes that like i kept repeating over and over my head that Mm -hmm. kind of like not symphonic exactly but kind of atmospheric way that they open up the album that one really like stuck in my head but my two favorite songs were burning throne which is the title track and the death of me okay burning throne 
I really like the uh, chorus. I like that they had minimal guitar during the verses, which I kind of we kind of brushed on earlier. The guitars takes more of a background and adds just like not noise exactly, but fills in the the gaps. If you were to just take the guitar away and it was yeah. like drum and bass, like that would sound kind of empty, but it kind of adds just some like extra in the background. I said it's more like kind of like bass heavy. Mm-hmm. So like if you notice kind of like right around here, like it's it's got, it's almost a little melodic, but not very prominent, right? In like the 30 second mark. So you kind of hear that bass kind of clanking a little bit. Yeah. And then the guitar, it does have some like melodic things going on ish, but it's more filling the background space. And then this chorus that comes in right here, it just, I don't know. It just hits me really well. It's like the, the guitar isn't there to be the front runner. Unlike a lot of, uh, like other songs where it's like usually you're like oh man that guitar the guitar is just there to give you that like that atmosphere that like scenery and then you're really concentrated on I would say like the beat of the drums while they're not flashy it gives you like that that rhythm and then the uh, what what's like pulling you in is his voice his vocals the just the inflections and the way he's saying stuff, it kind of just completes the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's well balanced. Nothing is there to like poke out more than something else. It, I mean, other than, I mean, his voice is the front runner, but it's not flashy. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Nothing. Nothing's like, wow, look at like trying to like get in your face and say, look at me. It's, it's all, they all knew what part they wanted to play in that song and it just, it fits together perfectly like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just in general, the way that I, the way that I hear these choruses, every single one of them, which is this kind of, that's just kind of the band that they are where it's like verse, mm-hmm. chorus, verse, chorus, you know, just kind of like the main, doesn't really, it doesn't really stray away too far from that structure. These are the type of courses that I really like where, they're like, they're not rushed. The words are not, they're not trying to squeeze too many. Like, like when you listen to it, it just feels like it flows really well. Yeah. And they're not trying to fit. Like, I like this note and I like this note in the melody, but getting there, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's not like, like a, yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. like a zigzag of like trying to get to every single note that they're yeah. trying to hit. So yeah, that one, that one sticks out the most for me. And then same thing with, uh, death of me. I said, um, they all, they all kind of feel like ballady songs, but this one sounds like the actual ballad of the okay. album. Yeah. Very uplifting. And two timestamps at 130. So I like the melody of the chorus. And I also the, like the way he says, You let me believe I was enough for you. You know what this sounds like? This could almost be like a Sleeping with Sirens ballad. Like I could hear Kellen Quinn's voice on this song, like this part right here. I feel like I like like the, that atmosphere. I kind of what? Yeah, no. You can you hear said, it. You said it, and I can just imagine Kellen's like voice right and there. <laughs> real quick, since we're on this part right here, this this tremolo picking right here. Yeah, that was another timestamp that I had two oh eight. 
very up, very uplifting. For those of you who are listening and not in the room with Jeff, he shrugged his shoulders and threw his hands up and in a heavenly like like freeing a dove from your hands type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a magician. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this one just kind of it kind of follows a similar thing where it's got that like minimalistic kind of. It almost sounds heavenly too in the background mm-hmm. with these little like yeah. shimmery shimmery sounds too. And then like this part right here that I was enough for you. That part just sounds like Kellen Quinn's voice in a sleeping with sirens song. That's on the album that we, that with eyes to eyes to hear ears to see or something like that. That one with yeah. James Dean, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. It just like that, that melodic line just felt like I've heard it before. And it was like really comforting. Yeah. And then like, so all my favorite parts of the song happen within like 40 seconds right here. <laughs> so like this part right here, if you're listening along and you're skipping along with us, kind of 208 with that like tremolo picking is just, you're just waiting for him to get to that note that just happened. Yeah. So yeah, no, I know. I just, I just love the atmosphere of this one. And I, I love a good, I love a good ballad. So, yeah. and it's not at the end of the album. It's not at the end of the album. <laughs> they said, you know what? Jeff doesn't like ballads at the end of albums. We're going to put it in this middle. <laughs> Track four, maybe. Yeah. Middle front. Yeah. So for me, nothing uh, was one of my favorites. I not like kind of like what we were talking about is there's not too many timestamps, like nothing really. It's one of those things where it's just the overall feel of the entire song is or album even is something that you enjoy. Uh, so things that like stuck out to me, uh, just a couple notes on nothing was at 50 seconds the way he hits the notes in the chorus and then also turning alone into like three syllables. Interesting. It just, it, maybe it's two syllables still, but it, the way he, he kind of like chokes up on the a part of it, like not chokes, but like he, it's almost like, it's almost like he turns it into four notes, like, alone. Like, yes. Yeah, do, do, do. Yeah, yeah. So it, it almost gave it like a, like a different syllable, but it, he, he's hitting like four and they're not, it's not just like a sweeping motion. It's like here, like low, high, low, high, like mid, you know, it just kind of jumps around. So I, I really enjoyed like what he did there. And then at 2.25, this groove, it's just like, it's honestly, I think it's different than anything else on the album. It's probably the most heavy part, I think. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of is just like that driving. This is where I think that silent planet's in. I think so too. And it's just like that, just like punchy drivingness, but it's not over the top making me want to get up and just, ah, you know, it's just kind of a good little like head bob and I'm, I'm all set. Yeah. It's not heavy. Like it's not like a breakdown heavy. It's just a heavier part of the, it's, of the it's, track. it's like a breakdown, but not, the song's not breaking down. It's just like driving, pushing forward. It's a push forward. Yeah, it's a push forward. It's a yeah. push, push through, push forward, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Putting it in drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. It's a drive. <laughs> and then another favorite of mine was My Everything. And another thing, like, it's funny. All their songs, or at least all my favorites, around the 50 second mark is something that I like. So I don't know if it's just like their writing style and they just do something catchy right there. So at 53 seconds, 
Oh, I think I know what you. So I like, you're about. just like the desperation in this chorus, just kind of like hits you right in the the feels, where it's just like clean vocals, but it's like wavy almost, like if that makes any sense. Where it's just like he's at like his breaking point at the just like he's screaming without screaming, where it's just like there's like a little bit of just flutter in his voice, and it just ah oh, gets you good. Yeah, this part really is kind of it's kind of sad. That part that you highlighted yeah. right there, it's like really emotional. Yeah, and um, then at two thirty eight, so it kind of like starts off soft, but then there's just like I love this like chuggy riff. One of those another like just like kind of driving, not super heavy, but just like intention is what's behind. And it's just an, it's an intentional just like chug, not trying to be like heavy for heavy sake, just driving putting up like to like the point it, yeah, it imitates it imitates how the song opens but adds a little bit of palm mute yeah. in there instead of like da 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 it now it's like yeah 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 i like that and uh, let me go back to kind of this 50 second mark that you brought yeah. up a little earlier like the way that the oohs and ahs happen after they sing so like at the end of this phrase here, I love when bands do this like this. Ooh, oh yeah, that okay. part. Yeah, I love. I love that. That's that's so cool. <laughs> a great, great way to end that. Just like a little line. bit of like ambient singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not like full on choir like death metal, but like just that. Just I don't want. It's not boy band, but like, and not it's not filler. It just what it's its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just fills in the gaps. Yeah. Then the next track, feel feel anything. Uh, at forty five seconds, I just found this to be like a really beautiful chorus. It's a little, like broken, like kind of like bounce, not bouncy, but like da 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 da. So it's not like, maybe it's just because it's different. Like he's been having like these big sweeps going up and down, and this is a little bit more staccato not necessarily full just like that 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 that, but it's adding a couple more syllables in there maybe yeah a little bit a couple more pauses in certain spots Mm -hmm. and then at 222 oh maybe this is like the heaviest part it it gets surprisingly heavy Uh, i don't think it's as heavy as nothing but it like just that the guitar the screaming gets surprisingly heavy for like this song started out which makes going back into this chorus that's just about to come up it hits like so much harder like just because all the instruments just cut out mm-hmm. and he's just like power vocals right there and it's just it's it feels good yeah it's a great touch gives it gives his like already dynamic voice more like something a little bit more dynamic and then I guess a little spoiler, but not like it's something I liked about this band, just overall general, is like the desperation in his voice. We were having, I, I feel like desperation was kind of like a, th- not necessarily like a theme, eh, a theme for both these bands, but like two different styles. Like his was like almost like voice crackly, like at the end of his just like rope. Right, sort of like feelings. What I was getting, like he was like kind of gr- like a grasping 
type sound. And then we go into insomnia. It's like a different type of uh, desperation in his voice, but it, they fit together even though they're fairly different, but like them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The only other times, the only other timestamp that I have is uh 120 at visual hallucinations, the violin part. There's like a little, sounds real to me. Doesn't sound like a keyboard or anything, but, or a cello maybe. Sounds more like a cello. Yeah. Sounds too, lower. A little too deep to be a violin. Sounds like real strings though. Cause it's yeah. not, usually if you're putting strings in through like a synth or a keyboard, you're playing just like notes, like single notes you're doing staccato or you're doing chords mm-hmm. and this is very much you can feel the bowstring hold these notes out and then come back and get the next note and go forward get the next so it's you can feel the bowstring kind of move back and forth compared to when it's synthetic sounds really like it's it's kind of cut and paste almost where it sounds good but it's you're getting more of like the atmosphere you're getting more of the feel instead of like the actual like sense of like the person playing it yeah i think i think that was really good oh i didn't even realize how short it was but yeah that was awesome <laughs> just hit the like button on that one <laughs> you're gonna end up just liking the whole album yeah pretty much that's all that's that's all i've got that's what i got yeah yeah i'm gonna absolutely recommend this one you know it's got its heavy parts it's got its softer parts everything in between and i think there's at least something to be liked here by someone who likes a wide range of genres. And even as a first time listener, even a couple of years ago, just like a single, I don't know if it was from an album, but mm-hmm. one of their music videos, I, I definitely liked and listened to a few times on Dreambound called Lonely World. And, you know, so I think this is a really good start. I, I know that they, from my memory, they kind of stayed with the same sound. You know, they didn't like, prog- they didn't pr- not, not, not progress, not, not progress in a bad way, but just like they kept their sound and what they're good at. And uh, I think they, I think they kept it for this one, kept that one going strong. This is, too. is this their first full length? Like first, uh, oh no, Lonely Light. Okay. Cause it's almost like they had like a five track EP almost and, a four track, five, another five track EP. Yeah. So it's yeah. like Lonely World is a, one of the songs. Yeah. Two that they had a video for. So maybe I had two songs that I liked by them already. Yeah. No, for me, I would definitely recommend this. Uh, it's one of those just like hit you in the gut, just feeling type bands mm-hmm. by the sounds of it, where you just kind of, you're not going there for anything flashy but you're going to you're going to leave with like an impression cuz it's you know you're not going to get like s- guitar solos and all the but you're going to you're going to leave with like an impression like they're a very impressionable band and i just i i enjoyed it through and through it's yeah. definitely like an easy listen where you just kind of put it on and you're not ignoring it you're just kind of experiencing it experience experience oh my word experiencing the band that one yeah that's the word <laughs> yeah no i i definitely liked it it was awesome All so right. yeah good thing I, I sent the whole album to you <laughs> so now on to uh insomni lifeless carnation i think you should start with this one since you listen to it so much 
I mean, by so much, it was probably like five times. But oh. that um, seems short for you. I told you, Usually, I, didn't, I didn't drive all, yeah, oh, all yeah. this week. I didn't yeah, have uh, my vehicle with me. Uh, yeah, so, oh boy, where to start? I don't remember. I think I was just scrolling through Facebook and this was a uh, one of those like just Facebook watch videos where they just had like a short little minute long blip. And I was like, geez, this, this is good. And so then I uh, went back and like checked it out or I found them and checked it out. And this is, I had kind of gotten away from the metalcore genre because I, for me, I felt like it was not overdone, but it, I I think I, I burnt myself out on it with just like the, the whole metalcore chorus verse breakdown uh some synthy stuff you know just like that whole the whole metal like metal core in itself and i've really been diving into like death core death metal and some of like the weirder stuff so coming back to this kind of word because motionless and white was one of my favorite bands and kind of getting that like nostalgia almost feeling but in a fresh like revisited revised outlook was awesome i i really enjoyed this whole album something about and i wonder if this had something to do with it in their bio it said that they're a new metalcore band and you and instead of like motionless which i think is considered like post-contemporary hardcore metal metalcore i don't know it it had that little bit of that like new metal vibe but i don't know it just the the snarls and growls and but like also clean vocals with synth i enjoyed enjoyed it did it maybe you enjoyed it did it because you haven't listened to something like that in it a was while, i i would say yeah it, i mean it was, it's good anyway it was it was like that nostalgia with a twist because it wasn't like just pure what was like one of the bands we talked about like Phineas or something like that, where I like listened to them and I was like instantly brought back like eight years and was like, Oh man, I loved metalcore back then. This is like, this was perfectly done. I loved how they did it, but it was kind of what they'd always done. This is a kind of a newer style, newer sound. Cause they're at least with the metalcore I've listened to, it's kind of like a straightforward scream and it's, you're either going mid, like high, mid, or low. These guys are kind of taking that like almost deathcore, snarly, very nasally congestion, just like sickening like vocals, right? And putting it in with like the metal, like just straight, I don't want to say straight up metalcore, but they're they're putting it into the genre where it's usually more it's becoming more popular because it's like a little bit of screaming and clean vocals or like maybe 50, 50. Mm -hmm. So, but like the, the screaming isn't like goblin scream, like, you know, like it's not like, I can't think right now. We just took Lona Shore. Um, Will Ramos. It's not like Will Ramos or Tom Barber with like that high nasally, just gurgling sound. 
it's just kind of like a nice straightforward scream. So these guys are taking that that nastiness and putting it in the metal core, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I think that's a really good observation because that's one of the things that I loved the most about this one was those the, was those those like like gnarly, like you said, congestion mm-hmm. type of and the way that they were delivering some of their lines made me think of Tom Barber, the way that he does in like Darko, you know, mm-hmm. that like kind of has like a flow to it, not yeah. like rappy, but you know, that kind of just like, da, 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 like that kind of mm-hmm. staccato short, sh- like choppy kind of way that he um, delivers a line. And Funny I think enough, that, his brothers on this album, huh? his Tom Barber's brothers on this album, Taylor. Is that, is that his brother? It, yeah. I went, I just recently went to Chelsea Grin show and Left to Suffer was there, whose lead vocalist is Taylor Barber. Oh, okay. And when he came out, when Tom came out and did the whole, like, you know, how do you like the bands before? And he goes, when he was, like, introducing all the bands or thanking all the bands before him, he said, so what do you guys think of my little brother or something like that? Okay. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, yeah. So. Gotcha. Yeah, because I think I, I, I know I had. We had, I, we had tried we finding had, the information when. Taylor Taylor started getting like put on a whole bunch of tracks. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. What I, yeah, I, I think one of the, one of the standout things for this, for this band is definitely, you know, the vocals, like specifically the highs I really liked because, because it reminded me of like, like right here, Mm -hmm. like it sounds like a Darko type, type of thing that he does. But you know, it was interesting that I, that kind of surprised me that they didn't do was, so like in black, in black sheep, they had that sitar, yeah, like string thing. Yeah, and I had that like low guitar thing, but it had some like sitar strings and notes that they were playing. I was expecting more of that. Like I was expecting this band to be this sound, but have those yeah. more prevalent. And while it was kind of sprinkled in there, for some reason, I was expecting them to have maybe some like percussion or like more, maybe like more sitar to kind be more of, kind pro- of like bloody wood almost. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of, that's like, cause like the first, cause I remember when you suggested this band and I clicked on it, it was, you know, black sheep is the first like full song that yeah. I clicked on. And when you're listening to it at, at the beginning, it had that sitar in there. I was like, Oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. But they didn't end up making it like a prominent thing. So it's cool to have it sprinkled in there, but I was actually expecting it to, be more prevalent. More sprinkles. What's that? You want more sprinkles. I want more sprinkles. Yeah. You're like a four year old. I don't know. <laughs> shop more. Yeah. Yeah. More. <laughs> One thing I noticed is that's different from like most metalcore is metalcore uses maybe seven strings. If you're lucky, like they usually like down tune to like a drop C maybe. I think I've seen like a drop. What, what would come next? B. B. Yeah. I've seen like a couple songs that were like drop B, but they had like a seven string or they had like real thick strings on their <clears throat> six string. Yeah. You'd have to get ga- thick gauges if you're yeah. going to go down that low. Uh, this band actually uses an eight string guitar. Okay. I, I, I figured maybe. Yeah. They, uh, I was just looking, uh, Spotify does that. Maybe not when we're doing the, the, the listen party like we're doing right now, but they have like the animated background. Every now and then on your phone. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and I was like, wait a second. That doesn't look like a six string because it would like pop up every now and then. And then 
I was sitting there trying to like count strings. Like one, two, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do it because it was it was real quick, and I was like, that. I think that's an eight string. That's that's really cool because it. The only time I've really listened to like eight string guitarists is, shoot, Archspire, who uses it to be wittily diddly as fuck or like like a deathcore death metal band who just wants that super low just you know so it's cool to have like that variety in like a metalcore type song Mm -hmm. yeah typically when you're when you're hearing like an eight string when once you start getting down that low it's almost like bands want to use an eight string as a bass yeah well yeah and like (laughs) just to use the eight string because you want just those low notes, which nothing wrong with that. But like, there's like, typically if a band has like an eight string, you don't really hear, at least least from my perspective, you don't hear a lot of like diversity with it. Whereas these guys, like the way that my oblivion just started off is like, like you don't really hear bands do that with, with like an eight string. That's kind of like a six or a seven string maybe. Yeah. Just because like the strings, when they get that thick, they just get floppy you know, yeah. at some point, but yeah, I, th- I think that's a, I think that's a really good observation that they, that they added in some of those like, deathcore elements into it and they, and they kind of build on that and they do it really well. Mm-hmm. So I already talked about, so, okay. So three of my favorites were black sheet, oh, eight string guitar and a four string bass. <laughs> that's what I've got. <laughs> did you see did the same thing? Oh, is that the, that I, I had the video popped up and I think the bass is in one of them. And I was like, I think it's a four string bass. It might be a five string bass. Yeah, I think it would make sense for it to be a four because that, I think that low, the low E is probably the same pitch as the, as yeah. the uh, low. Well, depending on how they tune their guitar. Cause like I tuned my eight string down to an E. So that would be, I think the same pitch is like a, the E on the fourth string or on the, on the, um, the low E on the bass. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think they're probably the same pitch. Because on a five string bass, it would be a B. Your top, your low, mm-hmm. your thickest string is yep. B. Yep. So I had three favorites. Black Sheep, My Oblivion, and Bounty. Black, I think Black Sheep and My Oblivion basically kind of the same for the same reasons. Because Black Sheep and Oblivion do okay. that vocal delivery, that kind of Tom Barber mm-hmm. vocal delivery that, that we really like. Or that I really like. Um, like 109 and My Oblivion. If that's not Darko... It's sounding. It's I don't know what is so close. Yeah, yeah, it's so close, but you know, done really well. Yeah, they even had those like weird like pitch kind of yeah. things going on in the background, kind of stripped away a little bit, and having that clanky bass, which which is awesome. And then, Black Sheep. I already mentioned like the sitar and the other instruments. I was mm-hmm. expecting, and then I don't have any timestamps, but like like Black Sheep had similar delivery of those those type of like rappy kind of Darko, um, those types of things. Yeah. And then for Bounty at 240, the the breakdown that happens there, just straight up, straight up breakdown. This was the song with the video where I was trying to count the strings on the guitar. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, it's not showing this for me. I don't know why. Oh, interesting. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, since we're on Bounty, the, the very beginning... Fast vocals, super nasally. Love it. 20 seconds in, maybe? Yeah. 19. It's kind of rappy. Yeah. But 
And he also, yeah, it kind of makes you like, yeah, it just makes you want to move. Bit. Yeah. And like in between there, he like in between the highs, he kind of does like, nah, 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 mm, 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 and like kind of, kind of goes between not speaking, but like taking the highs away and kind of those like, mm, kind of does like a grunty kind of, yeah. you know, to, to really like punctuate those highs. Yeah. Yeah. And then at two minutes, it's kind of a example of that desperation. And then again at like 306 that like the, it's like real quick, just clean one word. It's just like, like it kind of gives you that, like just like desperation. Uh, You, you said black sheep was one of yours. Mm -hmm. It was also one of mine. Uh, One, I thought it had a good message on just like be who you want to be. Fuck everyone else. Like they're going to try and change you, but they can't change a black sheep type thing. At 153, I think my only timestamp. I don't know about you, but when I think of metalcore, I don't think of singing, but these guys do it well. Like when I think of metalcore, maybe like post-hardcore, like metalcore, I think of like August Burns Red. Okay, maybe. Maybe I'm. Maybe maybe, I'm maybe like, I just haven't listened to very many metalcore. Both post. I mean, I'm like maybe I just lump post-hardcore in with metalcore. Maybe yeah. I don't know. But what? But either way, either way. Like they do, yeah, they do have those elements on here, but like the the singing, like like right here, yeah, just fits. Mm-hmm. You know, they they can fit. They use it where it needs to be. Post hardcore and yeah. the deathcore elements all mixed together, which is yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, so if one fifty three, just like the rhythm of like both the vocals and the guitar just fit perfectly. Just kind of that, like I don't want to say poppy, but like. You know, bouncy or up, yeah, bouncy. Yeah, there we go. Hidden hand at 45 seconds. I really love the vocals, it's just like more of that, just nasally, more of the just like the nasaliness. And then at a minute, that sound effect. Oh, yeah, I like that. It's just like jarring, steel scraping. Yeah, and then it's funny that you bring up, I think we not funny that you bring up a Darko, but uh, at 150 ish for this song the background sounds like darko yeah it almost sounds like a bee buzzing huh that little section right before yeah that little sound effect sounds like a, it almost sounds like a bee flying around yeah. buzzing and then at 215 more of that like just like building desperation sound and then who doesn't love a good chant at three minutes clean vocals chant? it's kind of like a kind of like a chanty type almost you know how that, what I can't remember, was it Jesus piece that said like the shaman vocals? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. more shaman-y than what they were doing. Yeah, yep, you're <laughs> right. Just like that, da, 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 like kind of just like flowy, just kind of almost ritualistic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Vipers is my, I love the song. I only have two timestamps, but I love the melody at 50 seconds. More of like that clean singing that just like fits just kind of weaving back and forth. Did it sound like they almost slowed down there for a hot second? I think so, yeah. Maybe like a, yeah, like well, like very almost imperceptible, like a beat or two yeah. slows down just a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, either way, cool effect. I like that. And then coming up right here, that screaming with a little bit of music in the background. I'm a sucker for that, so. Yeah, these, these guys, They, I mean, they really do it all. Yeah. Uh, that's about all I got though for 
Yeah, I think I think that's oh when I was listening, well, Queen of Nothing, when I I put at fifty six seconds, I never noticed the female odds in the background until like my kind of my final listen through. Oh yeah, I never noticed that until like yesterday. Nice little element. Yeah, real quick, not prominent at all. I love when you can like listen to a band like you you edit like what four or five times you listen to this. Yeah, no. yeah, you can listen to it four or five times, and on the last one, you're still finding like new stuff to find and. Not that they're being like super flashy and you don't know what to pay attention to. It's just like there's depth and flavor and a lot to like unpack and just go through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say overall, I I um I really would recommend this one as well. Oh, yeah. I think it was a... I want great, more. Yeah. Good. This is, I think this is a fairly new band. If I look at their... I think they only have like seven, seven and a half thousand list, monthly listeners. And you know, basically just a bunch of singles, but all the singles all were the singles from were the album. Yeah. So, yeah, new band, awesome. Give them a listen. I'm excited for more. Yeah, I'm going to be, I don't think I. Did you follow them? Not yet. I did not. <laughs> yeah. It's so like taking screenshots of like the other people, the fan, like fans also like this. Oh, band. yeah, you can find some good stuff that way. I was just. Sales Screenshot end is good. Beat the Addiction. I think I've heard them before. Worthy of the Crown in Fear. I wish Spotify had a save for later button. You know, a yeah. bunch of bands. Like, because if you click on one, then they disappear. They all change again. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, thumbs up from both of us sounds like this week yeah. for both bands. Definitely. And uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. See you.